It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Paolo Bencaro catches some beef. Jonathan Isaac sees the light at the end of the tunnel, and we think a little bit about the Magic's top defenders. It's time for a Monday edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Indeed, Locked On Magic. Today is August 8th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Paolo Bencaro catches some beef at the uh, at the Zeke Week weekend over in Tacoma, Washington. Jonathan Isaac speaks a little bit about his return to the, to the basketball court when we might see that. And, of course... Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the top defenders on the team and 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 the potential for this team to be a really good defensive team. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. So today I was going to come in and, and, and lead off with the Jonathan Isaac uh, quote and, and some thoughts on Jonathan Isaac as well as dive a little bit deeper into the defense. But Sunday night uh, was the final day of the Zeke weekend in Tacoma, Washington, another pro-am uh, in, in the Seattle area. Paolo Bancaro, of course, is playing there. He is quickly becoming one of the luminaries in the Seattle basketball scene, certainly uh, a guy that wants to give back to the community that helped raise him. Uh, and that's going to play a role here. Uh, and quickly Sunday night, the stories shifted from, oh, he's playing a pro-am. He's beating up on, you know, some guys who are fringe semi-pro players to, oh, he's got beef with DeJounte Murray or DeJounte Murray has beef with him or, or something like that. First off, DeJounte Murray's team won. Uh, I watched some highlights from this game. I, I if, if the crossover is like several rungs below the line of good defense and, and people trying at a, a high level, or at least players capable of playing at a high NBA level on the floor. Um, this game was several rungs below that. Uh, this this was, this was, this is a pro-am. What they do in these games, I know we talked about the 50-point game la- last week, but... Um, what they do in these games isn't so important. Um, you know, I'm not losing sleep over anything that Paolo's doing in these games. You know, I watched the highlights. Paolo looked fine. He looked like he was asserting himself when he needed to. You know, he certainly looked like the best player on his team. Uh, DeJounte Murray's team, as Paolo would note, was sending double and triple teams at him every time he touched the ball, which, you know, yeah, led to some mistakes. And I, and I think overall, NBA-wise, that is... Something Paolo's going to have to keep getting better at. I, I don't think this is a Devin Booker uh, situation where Paolo's complaining about the double teams, but 
yeah, that's going to play a role here because DeJounte Murray went in on Paolo. And it's not exactly clear why, but throughout the course of the game, you could see DeJounte Murray talking tra- talking trash, talking junk, um, getting into Paolo's face. The, 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 the play that that's circling around, and yes, there's a really, really nice play. DeJounte Murray does a fake wraparound pass, gets Paolo Bancaro crossed up, and then goes off the backboard uh, for a dunk. He then proceeds, after landing said dunk, to start shouting at Paolo Bancaro, uh, and then proceeded to throw the ball at him. Uh, to, to, to Yes, Paolo's getting ready to inbound, but aggressively throwing the ball at him. This was, there is something brewing here. There is something a little bit more than these guys were playing in a championship game at a freaking meaningless pro-am event. Um, I would describe Paolo's demeanor as, this is a pro-am, I'm just getting my sweat in, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm here for the crowd, I'm here for the fans, I'm putting on a show, I'm not getting that intense about this. DeJounte Murray was playing this, uh, as some some fans have joked, was playing this like he was Pat Beverly in the play-in game. And, and Pat Beverly was great, and I don't mind what the Wolves did after winning that play-in game, uh, but this is a pro-am, dude. Like, like chill. Chill, my man. Chill, my man. It's, 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 it's okay. DeJounte Murray, actually, at the end of the game, after his team had won, they took him out with about a minute or so to go. It was a running clock, so it was like a minute and a half, two minutes to go. And he was shouting to the crowd, this is who y'all came to see. This is a man's league. He's soft. And, and I would tell you, if you've watched the highlights from that game from Paolo, there is no way in hell you could describe his game as soft, even in even in that specific 40-minute context. Um, yes, was Paolo trying on defense? Hell no. He's still got a couple of nice blocks, which, again, is a fair criticism of Paolo, is that when he actually does try on defense, he is actually really good. Um, it's it's the consistency of the effort is, is has been his issue. But it's a pro am. I'm not losing sleep over a guy not asserting himself on defense or trying to be overly physical. Paolo, Paolo is a strong dude. He is not. I, I, I never know what soft means. Paolo ain't soft. I can tell you that much. Um, again, we'll find out a lot in the NBA. But that's not where the story ends. After the game, Paolo went on Instagram uh, and essentially said, you know, bro, like, uh, like I, I, I don't know what I did. I don't know what I did. Uh, thanks, thanks, IT, for putting on a great event. Um, you know. Let me, let me let me pull up what let me pull up the actual Instagram post, which I, is probably still up on his page. If you need to actually see the whole thing, um, he Paolo says, "LOL, unfollow me on the gram and everything. It must be personal, huh? That's fine. Just make sure you guard up next time and stop sending doubles, family, with a laughing emoji." Um, again, like Paolo is seem like Paolo's like cool as, as ice. Um, you know, again, we don't know what the whole story is here. It, it, it seems like it's going to be super silly when it is. Um, but Paolo was super chill. And and he, you know, is just kind of wondering what happened. I mean, DeJounte Murray is a luminary in the in the Seattle Washington in the Seattle basketball scene. He's I believe he's from Seattle, went to school at Washington. He is one of those dudes. He's one of those guys that uh might might be one of those guys that that um it might just he's just one of those guys that that's important to the Seattle Seattle scene just as Paolo is and Paolo is just seemingly confused over what happened so of course Dejounte Murray escalated it a tweet says welcome to the big leagues with a ton of laughing emojis disrespectful they said yeah I know 
um, and then followed on a, a reply on Instagram. You tried to flex that number one pick S on on me when I've been bet- rooting for you when you was a kid asking for asking to rebound for me at Powell Five. Don't get on this internet saying nothing. You changed from the humble kid you always was, and I stand on real S boy. And you know, you made it and changed, and I lost all respect again. This is a freaking pro am. Something, something happened. It's 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 weird. And and if you talk to Spurs fans, check out Locked On Spurs. They've been weirded out by Dejounte Murray for a little while. Um, there's always a reason San Antonio trades talented players. Um, they traded him to the Hawks this year, so it's division rival now. Um, at least as far as I know, Paolo got the final word posting on his Instagram. Same humble kid always vouched for you, bro. Don't switch the narrative for the internet. Uh, congrats to IT uh, for putting on a great event. Um, I want to repeat that last line I said. Um, this is a pro-am, guys. Like, very like judging from the NBA Twitter reaction over the last 12 hours, um, everyone's piling on DeJounte asking, like, like, what's the deal, bro? Like, what, what did he do to disrespect you? Like, He's playing in the Pro-Am and see he's playing in every Pro-Am it seems like in Seattle. He's giving back to his community. He's doing what DeJounte Murray, what Jamal Crawford, what Isaiah Thomas that what they did for the younger generations in Seattle. Paolo is, is going back home and and you know honestly like this being the, the the neurotic way that that Magic fans act to things. Magic fans are already freaking out about the Sonics coming back which they will eventually. Uh, and Paolo wanting to go play for them, and and yeah, that's 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 gonna that's a thing. I I'm not worried about that quite yet, but uh, but like everyone's like, dude, this is a pro am. Calm down, my man. Calm down. Look, Dejounte Murray's a really good player. He is an All Star player. He was an All Star last year with the Spurs. He he is a gonna be a big piece for the Atlanta Hawks this year, and the Hawks are uh, the Hawks are. Uh, a really good team. They're going to be fighting for the Southeast Division Championship. I really like the Hawks adding DeJounte Murray. I think that was a really good addition for them. I think that was a really good move for them. Um, they needed a secondary ball handler to uh, to take pressure away from Trey Young. This was a good get. Um, I thought I thought Atlanta was going to hold out for Rudy Gobert. Uh, obviously, that price was pretty high, but um, I, I think that I think that Atlanta did a really good job adding something that they needed to kind of take that next step. Clint Capella is perfectly serviceable. Uh, as a backstop center, and Murray and Young are going to do really, really well. And I think moving Young a little bit more off the ball um, is going to help him and help that team out a lot. So it's a division rivalry now. That division still mean anything. Um, we'll see them four times this year when the schedule does come out. Probably not this week. Maybe next week. Um, but yeah, like there's there's got to be a story behind this. There's got to be a deeper story here. And, and just kind of knowing Paolo, like yeah, Paolo is a little cocky. But it's like a cool cockiness. Like he, he's self-assured. He knows how good he is and, and how good he can still be. Um, you know, he's gonna get humbled a little bit in the NBA. He's gonna have some welcome to the NBA moments. Like DeJounte Murray did in this game. Guys are gonna go after him. But like, dude, like, what is going on here? Like, what is this? Uh, you know, I, I have I have no clue. It sure sounds like Paolo came out the bigger man here. He did his work, he had a good time at the Pro Ham Pro Am. If Dejounte Murray has taken this stuff too seriously, that that's that's on him. I, I don't know, I don't know what his deal is, um, but yeah, we're, we're you got to back your guy, and 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 I think a lot of the NBA is in Paolo's corner on this. But uh, 
There's some beef. It'll start sizzling when the Magic play the Hawks this season. We'll see what happens when they do meet on an NBA floor. Um, that's that's what's going on in case you missed it. Um, but yeah, uh, there's plenty more that you missed. Some little news nuggets that came out. Jonathan Isaac spoke to OrlandoMagic.com. We'll break down a little bit what he said coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There is a new flavor to try. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. Have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. So run, don't walk, run to Built.com to snack a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat where you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. That's what I do, but I also love it long, so I don't have to worry about that. Like all Built Bars, the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff is covered in 1% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. It's just so good. And what's great about Built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late-night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. So ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar today. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, you know, we, we talked about Paolo and the drama going on there. The, the drama going on with the Magic right now is just, A, the wait for the season. We're all eager to see this season start. Um, the Wagner brothers are in Germany right now preparing for uh, their national team games. They'll be in Eurobasket as well as FIBA World Cup qualifying. Franz Wagner actually playing a basketball game this Wednesday against Belgium. Uh, there is, if you go on the German national team's website, um, there is going to be a link. It is going to be potentially streamed. It's not clear if it'll be streamed in the States. It will be in Flemish. So if you speak Flemish, um, you'll, you'll get to enjoy that. Um, so we will see Franz Wagner play some basketball here in the next couple days. But the big thing that Orlando Magic fans uh, are waiting to see and waiting to to play is, is Jonathan Isaac. Um, it has been... More than two years now since Jonathan Isaac uh, got hurt. August 2nd, 2020 uh, was when he tore his ACL. We are past the two-year mark, and obviously there is a ton of frustration uh, with the process of Jonathan Isaac's recovery. Um, Again, 
We know the Magic are very slow and very very deliberate with their injury recoveries. We know they are very secretive. They do not release a lot of information. And so just being in the dark, there's always been this information vacuum that has been filled. And, you know, there's a lot of things going on with Jonathan Isaac. At the end of the day, though, you have to remember he is a really gifted defensive player, a potential defensive player of the year, one one of the most talented players on this Magic roster. And really, this season for Jonathan Isaac is just about getting back on the floor. Nothing else matters. It doesn't matter really what he produces. It's getting him back on the floor. As I've told a lot of people, Anything you get from Jonathan Isaac this season is a bonus. You need it. It's necessary. It's it's absolutely critical to the team's development, uh, and certainly for Isaac. But at the end of the day, it is about um, it is about him just being on the floor and getting back into the flow of things. That part is so critical for him. But at, but we just don't know when he's going to be back. The Magic have at least been hopeful and publicly hopeful that he will be able to return for training camp. Um, there's been at least some public acknowledgement that that is a goal, although certainly not a timetable because the Magic do not set timetables for major injuries. Um, But they have not committed to it. No one's committed to him being back uh, for the start of camp, uh, which will start in late September. Jonathan Isaac, though, did provide a little bit of a glimpse of where he's at. Uh, Speaking to uh, OrlandoMagic.com at Orlando Magic Basketball Camp on Friday, Jonathan Isaac said, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Let me let me get you the exact quote because it is worth saying as, as short as said quote is. Quote, the light is at the end of the tunnel now. I see it and I'm just pushing every day. Again, the Orlando Magic don't put timelines on things. Jonathan Isaac has been very good about not putting timelines on things. He's not going to sp- say anything more than he... The guy is probably... Look, I, I think the Magic are to say a... You know, we got to make sure when he comes back that he is back for good. We can't have any any stalling. He's already lost so much time in his career. And B, I think the Magic are right to say, as, as frustrating as this is, and, and, and I think this is a good point from Jeff Waltman, he has not played an NBA game for two years. He's not played a full-time NBA schedule since January 1st, 2020, uh, when he got that original knee injury. Remember, he, was, he missed the last half of the season, came back in the bubble, and then into the seeding round uh, in the NBA bubble. The Magic absolutely want to get this right and don't want to waste any more time. Uh, and they're absolutely right to say that, yes, he has been out for a very, very long time. We do need to ease him back in. We, we can't just throw him into the deep end and hope that he, he swims. Like with Markel Fultz last year, the Magic are probably going to be very cautious and carefully watch his minutes. I wouldn't expect him, like with Fultz, I wouldn't expect him to play more than 20 minutes a game. Uh, I wouldn't expect him to play back-to-backs at least early in the season. He's going to have some managed rest days. That's just how it's going to be with Jonathan Isaac this season. The question then becomes, what can the Magic expect from Jonathan Isaac? And and, and again, that is not a question anyone can answer easily at this point. Um, I I don't know what to expect. Like I know what Jonathan Isaac is capable of. I know how good he can be. I know that he was one of the elite defenders in the league in the 2020 season. And if he had finished that season— would have probably been on the all-defensive team. That's how good he was. I, I do not mince words, and, and I don't know if I fully believe this anymore, um, not because of Isaac, but because of Paolo. Um, Isaac is the one player on this team with a shown elite skill. Again, an all-NBA team, all-defensive team level of play, like a, like one of the very best players in the league. And If you're going to win championships in this league, you need guys that can play at those elite levels, even role players that can play at an elite level, and that's what Jonathan Isaac 
can be. That may not be what he is. And again, like so much about this season, this season's about figuring out what you have. This season is indeed about Jonathan Isaac still is. And obviously you're not going to see all of it. He's going to have good days. He's going to have bad days. But getting closer and closer to that so that next year maybe he can run at full speed. Um, it is... It's been frustrating. Look, I get fans' frustration with the process of Jonathan Isaac's recovery. I get fans' frustration on all that. I, I can't say I disagree with it. I think the Magic have not handled the information flow particularly well. I agree with their statement that we don't want to put timetables. We don't want to put pressure on a player to return. Um, they want him to recover and be fully healthy and look out for his long-term health. That I, I agree completely with that, um, with that approach to things. I think the information vacuum has been bad. Jonathan probably hasn't helped it by, you know, going into other media as he as he did his book tour and talking a little bit about where he was at and not really having much to say beyond that. Um, but regardless, it does appear we are getting closer and closer to Isaac returning. Whether that is at the beginning of camp or at some point during camp, Jonathan Isaac is going to see a basketball floor this season. I I, I feel very you, you could post that to freezing cold takes if I'm wrong. Um, we will see Jonathan Isaac this year, and, and I think that's become a, a really, really clear. Again, what capacity Jonathan Isaac can play, that's the real question for this Orlando Magic team. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And so, I want to talk a little bit, just to close this show, about the Magic and their defense. We are expecting this team to be a really good defensive team. Let's let's just put it plain and simple. Orlando finished last year 19th in the league in defensive rating, which for a team that is at the bottom of the standings is is pretty good, pretty solid. Um, They finished 7th after the All-Star break. Um, and that includes two weeks of tanking um, in defensive rating. This team got better defensively uh, as the season went on, and, and, and whether you agree with it or not, this team is built on its defense. They've done a really good job collecting plus defenders. They have this philosophy of drafting size and length to make up for any defensive shortcomings. They want to be a good defensive team. The question then becomes, okay, what scheme do you put in to take advantage of all these defensive players and can you guard at a high level individually? Um, you know, what I'm about to say is probably something I've said a million times. The regular season is very different from the playoffs. The regular season, you can scheme your way to, to, to wins. Um, you know, I, I, I always use the Utah Jazz as a great example. The Utah Jazz are a great regular season team. They are tough to scheme against. They're tough to play in for. They're tough to play on a back-to-back, especially at elevation that they play at. They are, they are just a tough team to deal with when you got a day to prep, and you're rolling into Salt Lake City at 3 in the morning. They're tough. They're, they're, they're really, they, or they were, who knows what they'll be now, they were a really good team. But 
when they got to the playoffs and teams could like really pin down on what they were good at or what they were bad at, um, the playoffs become about individual matchups. Your ability to stop guys or slow guys down one-on-one. You can only scheme so much. And teams are able to figure out how to beat Utah in the playoffs. And that's why Utah has struggled so much in the playoffs. Again, they're just some of their players just had fatal flaws. And I, I, I would say that about this Magic team. There's a lot of really good young talent on this Magic team. There's a lot of really good things that to, to be excited about as they grow. But this is us all, a season of evaluation and trying to figure out, okay, what's going to help us win? And ultimately, what's going to help us win in the playoffs? If the Magic somehow have that incredible season, they make the play-in tournament, they make the playoffs, they're going to learn very quickly what their flaws are. Um, you know, As much as a lot of us love Markel Fultz, there's definitely a thing there about Marco Fultz and his inability to shoot. And, and, and teams in the playoffs are going to tailor their defensive game plans uh, in a way that's going to put Markel Fultz in tough situations for him and probably make the Magic rely on him making an outside shoe and, and loosening the defense up. Now, Marco Fultz is also one of the best one-on-one players. I think he would have a lot of success in the playoffs too. I think there would be a little bit of a chess match there. But this team, as constructed is designed to make a play-in tournament run at their high end. They're not designed to win in the playoffs yet unless Paolo Bancaro is just a super-duper-duper-duper star that takes the league by storm his rookie year. And that's okay. Again, that's the stage of development the Magic are at. What we're expecting this year is the Magic to really focus in on building their defensive identity. And part of that is looking at scheme and looking at uh, how the team is going to play and, 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 and what... Uh, what, what they're going to do, we're expecting a lot of switching. Uh, switching defenses are in vogue right now. You look at the Magic's defense, they have guys who are multi-positional, um, can, can switch easily on screens, can guard, di- can guard dive men, can guard the perimeter. Uh, really one through, you know, two through five probably. I mean, Jalen Suggs, maybe not. But, but they have a lot of really good players on the defensive end that are able to switch and should be able to gum up defenses. They have guys who should be able to close down passing and driving lanes just with their length and presence so that they're able to, 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 to shade into the paint to keep guys out, but then also spray out and, and contest three-point shots and, and really gum up defenses that way. To me, this is how I think the Magic are going to play. But at the end of the day, they need guys who are going to be one-on-one defenders. And so figure out who that top defender is, especially if the Magic do get into, say, a playoff situation or a must-win situation, is going to be critical for this team's ultimate success. And the good news for this match team is there are a lot of guys that could fit that bill. Jonathan Isaac, obviously, we talked a little bit about him. Jalen Suggs is a great defender, a great help side defender, great at getting deflections and steals, great at chasing around screens. Does you expect. Chuma Okiki, also great at getting deflections, also great at getting steals, also great at getting into passing lanes. Um, Franz Wagner is much, isn't getting the steals as much, but is just a solid defender able to get to his spots and use his body really, really well, especially as he continues to gain strength. He is someone that is going to be tough to move and is just so fundamentally sound. The Magic have a lot of great individual perimeter defenders. I want to leave out Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba for now. They have a lot of great individual, or potentially great individual perimeter defenders. But they're also all guys that work better and help side. And I'll note this. This is one of my concerns for the season coming up. Is... The Magic are going to be a great help team. Teams that try and get into the paint are going to find a swarm of hands and arms that's going to make it difficult for them to get to the basket. And I think the Magic's defensive strategy is they will try and switch a lot. 
but their defensive strategy will be about defending the paint. Their job is going to be to keep guys out of the paint, limit points in the paint. Their success this season is going to be determined by their ability to be disciplined with their defensive rotations and their defensive switching and communication, as well as their ability to get out and contest three-point shots, how quickly they can go from in the paint, collapsing the paint, to back out to three-point line. And that's where length is supposed to be the advantages because you can kind of show in the paint but still keep your keep your arm or keep it within distance of, of your man when the pass goes to him. That, to me, is going to be the big key for the Magic's defense this year and, and, and whether this team is successful. And, obvi- and obviously, I think they have the talent, the personnel to do it. Um, the, the question with so many things about this young team is going to be consistency. They're going to have a stretch where their defense looks awful and, and it doesn't seem like they're getting it. They're going to have stretches where their defense looks incredible and that they are getting it and that they are really, really good. And it's sustaining those good stretches, limiting the bad stretches, and finding a happy middle, finding your level. Um, you know, uh, uh, Chuck Daly always used to have a, have a saying that, you know, water always finds its level. You know, you have your good, you know, again, everyone in the league says, you know, you can't be too, you can't be too high, you can't be too low. But that's really not the saying. Um, yes, you can't get too excited about good things. You can't get too down about bad things during the course of a long season. But really, it's about raising that level. It's, it's finding that level, finding that consistency, and staying at it, and staying at that that space and that place. That's the part that, um, that's the part that's often challenging and often often difficult. Um, it's going to be a. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting to watch this. It's going to be interesting to watch how this team develops. They have a lot of really good team defenders already. Finding someone who will step up as an individual defender, finding finding players who buy into the defensive system, that's going to be the absolute key to the season. And, and it's going to be exciting to watch because there is a ton of talent on this team. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himley, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on our podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On NBA podcast, still going strong through the offseason, talking about all the latest rumors as we wait for the schedule, we wait for any last summer moves before the season begins. Of course, Eurobasket starting up at the end of the month. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. Don't catch any beefs out there. Make sure your beefs are fully cooked before eating them. And be kind to each other. Thanks again for listening, everyone. We'll check you out again next time for another episode of Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 